Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Guys, I hope you are good. I hope you are well. We are on a roll in this series. Uh, We have another fine guest. I think the uh, accents are getting further and further up north. So today I'm joined by Kieran, um, who is going to introduce himself. And then what we're going to do is we're going to talk loads about the main pillar of uh, mindset within fitness transformations, transformation journeys, training programs, etc. So Kieran, first of all, thank you for coming on. Who are the guys listening to today? What's happening, guys? So I am Kieran Ingram, and I am from just outside Glasgow, up in Scotland, man, and I am the proud owner of the Team Full Reset program. And as Travis just kind of mentioned there, is that we're going to be basically speaking about mindset and how it's basically one of the main pillars inside of my program. Like it's something very close to my heart, and ultimately, by focusing on mindset, it's fundamentally got me to one be a coach and where I am today. So. The whole idea of my program and what I'm all about is ultimately enhancing people's mindset through moving their body, getting their physique in, space, in spot, the lifestyle as best as they can, and ultimately getting that mental health to peak condition. Nice. Okay. What made um? Let, well, we'll just dive straight in, guys. We're not we're not messing around here. Why um? Why do you find mindset so important to you? Because it's 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 obviously verges on the mental health section of fitness and. Yeah somewhere where I definitely stay away from. I'll talk about mindset a little bit, but it's probably not one of my main pillars of my program. So why do you find it so important and kind of, and why is it your thing? How did you get to that being so important to you? Well, for me, mate, personally, it's in the past, I've not had the very best mental health myself. We've seen it rip apart a lot of like my friend group over the years, like, Anyone that's from Scotland, especially the Western Belt, will know that mental health is a very, it's a struggle at the moment as such, like, because it's very prominent for, like, drink, drugs, bad lifestyles, everything else in between. And a lot of people generally really, really struggle with it. However, there's not a lot, well, to be fair, nowadays there is a lot, a lot more helping. But back when, like, I'm 26, when I was about 16, 17, 18, there wasn't much about, apart from just going out, getting pushed, getting on it, getting yeah. drugs and that, getting with your mates. And not really understanding what effect that has on your mindset. And ultimately, as I said, mate, like, it left me in a very, very bad spot to the point where I was pretty much suicidal. I tried to take my own life and that kind of stuff. And this was when I was roughly about 19. And unfortunately, there's a few of my mates that aren't here anymore because of it. So for me, from my experience with it and what I've had to do and how health and fitness and ultimately taking action has got me to where I am now and helped me out. I feel with the knowledge I've gained from that for personal experience, man, I can give a lot back. Now, I'm not saying that I'm qualified as your psychologist and that kind of stuff and your therapist, right? But I very much do believe that going through your own experience and relating to that can sometimes be better than someone who's studied for four or five years. And I'm not bashing that at all. But from personal experience, you can relate to that. And from my track record currently as a coach having that relatability has certainly helped the people inside my programs with their mindset their mental health and i'm not saying not everyone that comes on board with me struggles with mental health but 
when they've actually started to work with me, they've kind of started to pinpoint areas going, all right, shit, maybe I'm not feeling the best I can. Just because you're highlighting certain areas, such as I'll kind of touch it like drinking drugs and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, going, well, this is what I used to do. And it left me in a bad spot. So chances are you're probably in the same spot, just not noticing it. And then yeah. just being able to, that is a very powerful thing. And it's like, the way I look at it, mate, it's like in life, man, we all kind of get dealt, dealt a hand and that kind of stuff. And we can either use our past experiences an advantage or a disadvantage. Like for me, obviously going through what I did with stuff losing a mate or two as well like i can use that to my advantage to help other people and ultimately raise the awareness around that as opposed to maybe using it as a disadvantage and ultimately going all right shit why is this happened to me and all this kind of stuff you can use your experiences to help other people mate and i very much believe the more that we can do this the better it's going to be for everyone around us yeah for sure so that's first of all very brave for sharing so thank you for that i think going dark into your past is obviously always always a hard place you know you're someone that's obviously taken that and has turned that around and used that for the benefit and probably also been impacted by obviously the relationships that you've had and unfortunately lost now I think what's interesting is obviously the key to this podcast for me is about helping people so yeah. we're talking about kind of mindset and, how, and why it's so important to you which is amazing to get that real background into that but obviously very difficult to use that and a, and a conversation I had with someone very recently on a different podcast was about how self-doubt is a, is a big thing around the physical transformations but how how would you get into someone's mindset who maybe doesn't necessarily struggle with mental health but perhaps is uh I don't know maybe has some self-doubt lacks their self-belief has poor confidence so some if I was coming into your program now as someone who wanted a physical transformation but you know maybe has a lack of self-belief how how's kieran how how do you believe the best way for that individual client is to start working on their mindset what tangible steps do we put in what actions do we put in to try and support someone getting from a to b both physically but whilst using the power of the mindset to do so well first of all what you could kind of look into is more like more so the default behaviors because a lot of people it's not, they can kind of be in a state of denial because they've done what they've done for so long that they just kind of normalise it. But then, like, if you kind of pinpoint the fact that once your mates, you going out and getting buried every weekend, that's not normal as such. Like, yeah, there's a difference between going out and having a few beers, right, or going out and getting absolutely smack bang on it for days on end. And a lot of people just normalise that or they normalise the fact that they've got pretty shit standards. Like, they don't prioritise their sleep. Mm. They don't surround ourselves with the right kind of energy, the right kind of people. And they that very much becomes a default behaviour to just carry on doing this because they've done it for so many years. So a, a simple question at the start is like in a game plan is going like, like, what do you do week to week? What's your default behaviours? Like, who do you cut about with? Who do you associate with? What do you do Friday to Sunday? What's your, your Monday to Friday's looking like? Like, are you getting a good enough sleep? Are you just kind of eating takeaways? And as I say, when they start to pinpoint all this kind of stuff, they go, Ah, shit, I'm, I'm self-sabotaging here. And then they go... And awareness is the action. So yes. actually, first of all, to try and create a better mindset, they yes. actually need to understand and assess what they're doing now, right? Yeah, 100%. Because as I say, a lot of people don't realise the damage they're causing because they've done it for so long that, as I say, mate, it just becomes normalised. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think the words that you hit, you said three words there that I think I want to pull out, especially for any of my English listeners that are like, what on earth did he say? 
Uh, <laughs> was I've already done this Scottish food as much as I can, mate. But <laughs> all right, mate. I'm used to it now. But normalizing yeah. shit standards. Yes. Well, don't we see that all the time? Guys, you're listening to it now, and I think that you know you do this. Um, I had a nutrition call with someone earlier, um, and we were talking about how, you know, last week we'd set them their goals, but actually they'd set themselves their own goals. So we'd said, are you capable of doing this? In the next seven days, are you able to achieve A, B, C? And there's like 100%, there's no barriers, there's no this. Lo and behold, we get on the call, they've not done it. I'm like, that's your standards. She's like, yeah, that's just me though, isn't it? I was like, no, that's just your excuse. That's just your laziness. That's the old person that you don't want to be anymore. Do you now yes. need to get out of those standards and start raising them? Otherwise, you're never going to achieve success. So actually that mindset change by understanding your current standards and where they need to go is obviously going to be uh, pivotal to any success, right? Well, that's that, mate. It's like in order to achieve the things you've never achieved, you need to do the things you've never done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. is like calling yourself out in your own bullshit. Do you know what I mean? And you need, like, don't get me wrong, mate. Like, this takes time. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to just do a single right sound. I'm on top of this, man. Like, if you're used to going out and going to pub every single weekend and that's your routine, then you're going to fall short sometimes. Yeah. But you just build on it, you learn from it, and you grow. And I think that's where a lot of people actually do go wrong. They think they go and like, for instance, like, like you'll know yourself, Travis, somebody signs up, signs up with you, full of great intentions and that kind of stuff, and they just want to sprint. And yeah. you're like, whoa, right, foundations, we need to find ground zero here first before... Yeah we can start getting into all the juicy stuff and all that kind of stuff. And, mate, it's the exact same, obviously, with your physique and that, right? But it's the same with your mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to start gradually. You need to, it's like, you know yourself, mate. It's quick ones. Get the quick ones under your belt and then start tackling the juggernauts. Do you know what I mean? The stuff that you've been doing for years, man. That's huge. Yeah, 100%. And, and a conversation and a recurring theme of always building up the foundation and the blocks. And But the the thing for me that you mentioned as well is, is that doing the things that you've never done and kind of falling shortfalls within the probably the term setback. So people come on and like you say, they go flying out the blocks, they're cardio in two hours a week. They were eating 1200 calories. They're training six times. They're losing six kilos a week, whatever, all that bullshit. Right. But then they plummet into a wall and they, they, they have a setback. So within someone who focuses and prioritizes so much on mindset within what would my listeners, what advice would you give my listeners today to say, look, you know what? You've been in the program for six weeks. You've been smashing it, but they've now hit a setback. So, for example, we know summer is always a time where people struggle to adhere to fitness plans. Yeah. There's social plans, there's parties, there's weddings, there's this, there's that. And people really struggle. And then what happens? They come back in September on the back of a setback. Now, usually within that, September will give them a real good opportunity to absolutely nail their journey because they're like, everything's back to normal. Life's good. But what they do is they come back on one of the busiest weeks of the year, like the first week, September, and they set a setback. What advice do you give them and how do you help your clients and my listeners overcome those setbacks or handle those setbacks? What have you got? What's, what's your thing? For that, mate, it's like the power of reflection, mate. Because as you say, they've came in six weeks, they've been hitting the ground running, mate, they're flying, and then they come up to a setback. Obviously, you're kind of, when my um, got experience that you're dealing with people that are not massively like wiped out with confidence right but they're, they're generally quite low with confidence and then they're on this massive high and they're just going up and up and up and then they hit that kind of setback and then it's like shit all hangs out everything hits the fan right take a step back and just reflect on where you were when you first started to where you are now yeah. and kind of go right okay right sound i've still came this far i've progressed and then right sound i fell short just maybe right end but what did i learn from that and what have i learned from as you say like the previous six weeks 
Yeah. Like, I think people underestimate the power of actually stepping back and reflecting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's sometimes it's because people don't want to hear it, right? We've all been yeah, on, that's we've, we've all been on a sesh, we've all been out drinking or all been <sighs> shopping, and then the next day we refuse to check our bank account, right? Like we just don't want to know what we've done, we don't want to know the damage, we don't want to assess that because mm. it means facing it and fixing it or saving yeah. back up or whatever. And it and it's very similar to nutrition and training and, and a transformation as well, isn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And as I say, if you're dealing with like the mindset side of stuff, man, like failure's a big obstacle. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to have that sense of failure. But in order like, to get the results and get that new mindset and that kind of stuff, like there's lessons in every failure. And as I kind of touched on at the start, like it's up to you if you want to use it as an advantage or a disadvantage. Do you know what I mean? And then that's where myself, yourself as well, would come into it. And you get that kind of wee word in there going, yeah, look at where you came from. Look what you can pick from this setback. What yeah. are we doing going forward? And that's it. Do you know what I mean? And you just, again, quickly try and build the momentum as fast as you can. Yeah. And so you said about um, like not wanting to fail. And it, it's going to bring me to my bugbear in fitness at the moment is uh, around self-compassion, which initially, as soon as that leaves my mouth, makes me sound like a massive dick, but it's not. It's wrongly used self-compassion where people are constantly saying to themselves that like, they're listening to their body or... I don't know, they're taking an extra rest day or they're not doing the things they should be doing because we should enjoy life or whatever. And we absolutely should. Now, whilst we're trying to undergo a physical or mental transformation, there is undoubtedly going to be some some struggles in that. There's going to be yes. some there's going to be some difficulties. You know, photo shoots say people are in the bin sometimes energy-wise, or changing their nutritional habits that have been there for 35 years is not going to happen over five minutes. So we've got this role of self-compassion that yep. would come under mindset and mindfulness where people overuse it. There is a place for it, but they overuse it. So the way that I coach around that is that I'm, I try and coach in a way where we don't, <laughs> where we don't have failures. Now that's a stupid thing to say, but we're always trying to beat the plateau. We're always mm -hmm. trying to be one step ahead of plateau so that it's always in control and clients don't have to deal with the emotional roller coaster. What's, what's your take on that in terms of trying to make sure that people are working as hard as they can but also managing failures and spectacular failures, but also trying to give them a bit of a rocket up the arse when they need it to make sure they are doing the things that they should be doing. Yeah, I think, see, when it comes to that, like, there's kind of two ways you can look at it. It's like, as I say to my clients, like, pick your battles. It's like, as we kind of touched on earlier, like, see, if you've got a wedding, that, like, that's going to be kind of off-plan to degree it's a wedding, right? But see, when it comes to like, a night in the cinema with your partner or whatever it is, don't show yourself too much compassion there by buying like a large tank ice blast, fucking nachos, a hot dog, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You need to pick battles with that one as well. But then again, see when it comes to like calling your clients out, send that a rock up their ass, I think that's becomes really the personal touch between the two of these comes to. It's like I like to think with all my clients, I'm able to go here in the nicest way possible. You're being a bit of a dick. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And that's yeah, kind of relationship comes into them. And you should be able to build that rapport with them where you can call your clients out and when it comes to working with your clients now, like you want them to be in a state where they can go, all right, I can take this criticism, I can take this in the chin. Yeah. And if they're not able to take that criticism, then they're obviously still in denial about something in the background. And they not dig into that. And not accepting those normalised standards. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure, mate. And you do, and you need to like, you need to dig for it. And something like it doesn't come naturally. Again, you're ultimately trying to change maybe ten years of habits. And it's only been two months or whatever, right? And pre-sale, yeah. and then something happens, it kicks off, and then you derail a wee bit. 
But in order to obviously progress in that, you need to be able to go right side. Not I was out of order. But as a coach, we need to be able to kind of hit the nail on the head with them, hold them accountable, kind of give them a rock up with us, but also kind of hold their hand with it and be here, right? You could have done this, you could have done that, right? But you're still doing this well. But this is what we need to do going forward. Ultimately. And this is why it'd be really beneficial for everyone to self-assess their standards, right? Because yes. if, they're, if they're talking about what they've done or what they should be doing or how they should be working, then when they're not hitting those standards, mm-hmm. someone calls them out, they'll accept it. Whereas if you're already denying the standards that you should have and someone calls you out on it, the person calling you out now just seems like a dick because yes. you've not accepted that's the norm. You've not accepted that's what needs to change. You've you've just denied it for so long. When someone calls you out, you just think they're being horrible. And that's that's going to be super important to like setbacks and failures and stuff like that. Because like like Kieran says, and like you say, is, you know, especially in the summit, you've got weddings, you've got this, you've got that, you've got going to the cinema, your partner, both me and my partner are on photo shoot preps at the moment. Life doesn't feel the most amazing thing in the world sometimes, going to the cinema, getting the diet Coke and nothing else. But yeah. actually, as a majority, that would still be normal life. It just wouldn't feel so bad because, you know, maybe we'd go out for a meal on a Friday night or pop a bottle of Prosecco, which was kind of our done thing pre-prep because it was mm-hmm. balance. Like, So you're absolutely right. Picking your battles for failures and stuff like that kind of avoids failures. Going out to a wedding and, get you know, is not a failure. Going here. Yeah. And- it's like, I'm to take the guilt away from you. Know what I mean? And that's that. Yeah. And, and I think you kind of need to remember what you've signed up for. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're saying your missus, Travis, mate, like you have signed up for a photo shoot. You knew what you were getting in for. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you need to kind of reiterate that again with your clients going to this is what you told me at the start. Mm. Well, kick on with us. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes it's not pretty to hear it, but you and me both know when it comes to the end and you get that result you're after, you will be thankful we said it. Yeah, I always say, so I'll be the coach that tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. How yes. I explain that to you might be very different. You might get a lot of fluff and an arm around the shoulder or I might be cursing and swearing. But hearing what you need to hear is very important. And I think mm-hmm. that comes down to managing expectations. One, in a relationship sense, like you said, but as an individual listening now, you should be out, You should be trying to cultivate that skill for yourself. You should be able to look in the mirror or you want to try and get to a point where you look in the mirror and you call yourself out. Because... Yeah. Unless you're going to pay for a coach the rest of your life and a financial advisor and a counsellor and a banker and this and that and a football coach, if you can't stand there and hold yourself to your own standards that you've agreed, you will go backwards on or struggle to grow at least anyway, right? So I think that's really important and, and how we then cultivate a growth mindset. So how can we get to develop that growth mindset where you can call yourself out? How do we cultivate a mindset where you can hold yourself to a standard but also be prepared to take on feedback from someone that's also going to support you. Do you do anything in terms of with your clients talking about the type of mindset that we've got? Have you ever looked at fixed and growth mindset and kind of, and how can you implement that into someone's journey? Because at the end of the day, what goes on between the ears will inevitably control what happens on the stomach or the bum or the arms that you're trying to grow or whatever. Right. Yeah. No, I I mean, I think it's, there's an element of being like, kind of, relaxing is such like letting your back go down a wee bit because you know yourself see when you kind of target someone um with the behaviors or standards and that kind of stuff the back kind of automatically goes up man so you kind of try to say i'm going to right it's a non-judgmental field here like back down but we're going to call each other out and our bullshit here 
and yep. kind of getting them in that humble kind of phase where they're going right okay now I'm taking this on board and that kind of stuff and then kind of say to them going right a wee bit of homework here like notice yourself doing it so see what we've discussed here have it in the forefront of your mind like so see if you're going about I don't know just say for a default behaviour you're going into the cupboard in my day and just grabbing a biscuit because well fuck it it's your second tea of the day like wee things like that kind of try and call yourself out on it to be small ones and then go for their growth from that point and the more you can notice it, stand back and actually acknowledge it from calling yourself out, the more chance that growth mindset's going to be there. You're going to be comfortable with noticing your flaws, if you will. And that's what's going to grow you and ultimately get you away from the comfort of your own behaviours. Yeah, for sure. So it's so, so key. Like I find it's really important. And something that I always try and do is obviously make sure that we've got like a really supportive, positive influence, right? So obviously yeah. we know each other for a community my clients know each other for a community so when i walk into the gym like today i was in the gym pt and earlier and i think there's seven people in the gym is summer holidays have hit our gym hard great for me uh, <laughs> and i counted up and five of the seven people in the gym was a client of mine which means automatically that community is really important do do you do anything with your guys in terms of or how would you advise uh your your guys to sort of make sure that you are incorporate an environment and community and support system yeah. that then specialise in helping the mindset or, or not specialise but help the mindset anyway no 100% mate. even for instance at the end of this month we've all got like a big meet up in a facility I need to go by called Soul Suites which is like a kind of cold water um, therapy session if you know what I mean so it's like the two big clubs yeah, yeah. yeah really really cold man and if you've ever done it or anyone listening that's ever done cold water therapy one it's horrible but it's a buzz and two just the way you feel after it because it's a challenge at the end of the day it's hard like you'll see everyone going through this like loomy case and in, in the mornings if you're diving into it it's no just like up your face like it actually works so we're getting all the guys together at the end of this month to do that um which will be mega there's about 20 25 years all going down i'm really, really looking forward to it and like see if you do that in a community like something hard like that like you've never really done before a lot of these guys have never stepped foot into a cold tub like that do you know what i mean mm. and it's just gonna heighten the fact that god right christ we are trying to grow this mindset and get a better lifestyle together and there's a there is that an element of strength in numbers like is i can i say to anyone that's coming on board as well is going like, like you've maybe been trying to do this yourself for about years right you've made little progress maybe half decent but see if you come on board and you're surrounded it's like product and environment mate just around by people trying to get that best element, that best mindset, that best physique, you're going to want that as well. You're going to push for that. Yeah. And it, again, it kind of falls back to like when you're pinpointing them before they've came on board my programme or before they've kind of seen tell you, go like, who's the kind of five people you cut about with now? Yeah. That's your kind of product environment. And they're kind of, I guarantee they're not living the most optimal lifestyle, if you will. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a saying up here, we say, it's like, if you cut a bit before junkies, you will be the first junkie. Yeah, I always talk Easy. about it. I can't remember where I heard it from, and this is really valuable. I don't know who I'd credit it. For me, it's all about having people you can learn from, people who you can bounce off on your similar level, and people you can teach. So as coaches, yes. we're always teaching people. If we invest into our growth, whether that be through mentor or education, we've got someone to learn from or people to learn from which is like, and then you've got those people you can bounce off. So that's your community. So clients yes. listening to this, you've got someone to learn from and it's us. Come into a big community that's got a good mindset. You've got those people to bounce off, but also have a bit of uh, 
a bit of belief and a bit of self-confidence in yourself that actually you're learning at the same time. What can you pass on? Like this is yeah, a yeah. this is a terrible business to be in in the sense that our information gets taken, twisted and turned. It's like a huge game of Chinese whispers. It's why it's so complex and it's why social media is so confusing. But also having those people you're able to go and teach and, and pass information on, that elevates you into growth. Bouncing off people and failing things all the time, that helps you. But then also having people that are going to help you pick yourself back up is going to be really, really important. So like you say, that the support that's a supportive environment to me. It's, for me, it's one better than those average of the five people. Because if you're yeah. in a position, those five people are probably going to be your peers or at least make up what I've just said. Um, yes. And that's super important, I think, in terms of any journey. I know that I wouldn't be where I was without the community that we're in. I know that I wouldn't be where I was without having coaches who have taught me in the past and now. And I also know I wouldn't be in a position where I'm as confident or as, uh, I mean, bloody hell, I'm hosting a po podcast. I thought that was just for, you know, fitness influencers and Piers Morgan. But <laughs> because I've been teaching, I've been educating people for a long time, that's elevated me to have belief. So that means anyone learning from me or my peers will get more out of me as well. So that's really important. Now, one thing that I always find, and it comes down to my very poor ability, but sporting background is mindset and performance. Now, my game plan program, the game plan element is all about uh, tapping into competition, sport, performance stuff. Mindset and performance is obviously huge. In terms of like training results that comes from that, can you share like any stories or anything like or anything that you've worked on with either yourself or people where you've really focused on mindset to create good performance that in turn leads to good results well again Manel, they're kind of talking about performance and that kind of stuff especially like working with like a couple of athletes and that kind of stuff so you kind of look into the films of like the external motivators like what is it they want most in order to achieve this goal like what is the actual push behind getting to where they want to be and what i've found is like see if you're just going through the motions and there's no main drive there's no backbone behind it then even if you are say if you don't know, you're training for a cup final whatever it is and then like you're still going and gonna you're going to give it 80 percent. but if you've got that external motivation you want to make this happen then you're going to drive that a bit more and what i find is see if you just constantly remind people of that goal of that external motivator they push and they push and they push and that's what gets them more out of you do you know what i mean it's like you'll find like you look at some of the best sportsmen in the world like Michael Jordan and that kind of stuff, Messi, you wonder how they continue to push and how they keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's ultimately because they're just addicted to that feeling of success. Do you know what I mean? So if you can even give someone a wee taste of a success, as I said, maybe at the start, like quick wins and that kind of stuff, they'll get addicted to that. And then that creates an external motivator in order to push forward. And then that will enhance this newfound performance that ultimately they probably didn't even know they had at the start yeah for sure and it also creates momentum so that's the big thing is once yes. you've done it it's going to create momentum like i don't know about you but when i train really well i eat better naturally yes. and if i'm not training for whatever reason my food won't be as good or it's even like the small things like of like taking your supplements in the morning it's like i'll take a vitamin d because well you know scotland it's dark do you know what i mean <laughs> no, um, and then just take a wee omega and um, fish oil and then i'll take your creatine it's like see if i draft away for that you'll notice your standards will just kind of dip a wee bit. Mm. But see, because you've got these routines in place, you've got these habits in place, you just see the momentum, it builds, it's a snowball effect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You take it, again, it goes back to what we started off the conversation with, which is taking control of the little things mm -hmm. actually is what leads to the big things. And people don't want to hear it because it's not very shiny objects. It's not very glamorous. Yes. Like doing the basics mm -hmm. is always going to be the thing that takes you on to the, 
or to the less basics that then breeds results, yeah. but we don't see it very often. Now, the boarding market needs done. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. And it, it's that, again, it comes down to that snowball and compounding effect all of the time. So in terms of that, then, like what I want to touch on, because we, we're keeping these episodes fairly short so people actually listen to them. Um, kind of in terms of mindset being your main pillar, what's the one or what's a couple of the things that you always get people to do? So you obviously said like self-assess, understand their standards so that they're not normalized but kind of what are the other i don't know two main things that you do or that you try and really work on with people's mindset that then gives you the best results or your clients more importantly the best results for me what i really try and drill into them is like speak the truth because a lot of people who have like poor mindset poor mental health and that kind of stuff like don't bury what's going on like they don't really want to speak about what's actually happening and whether that be like we do a Zoom call every week, or whether that be just through comms with me, what's happening at customer? I'm like, going, like, what's actually happening? Like, speak your truth in the check-ins. Like, have that moment where you reflect and you go, right, this is actually what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. And the way you can kind of speak your truth, you can pinpoint what's actually happening because anyone with that's had poor mental health or anything like that will know that you just bury shit. Do you know what I mean? You don't actually own it, or you don't want to acknowledge it because at the end of the day, it's, it's scary, mate. Do you know what I mean? So if you can get them to just kind of speak their truth. The more aware of it, the more switched on with it. It's always at the forefront of their mind. Yeah. Not in like an unhealthy way, but it's there. And if you yeah. get it out, get it out in the open. And again, like, see when you do speak your truth, like, I don't know, see if you've just been holding on to something for ages, like a wee white lie or something, you're like, right, fuck it. And you let it go. You, you just instantly feel better about it, whether it be how dark, sinister, or whatever it is, you just you naturally feel better. So I try and drill it into the guys to speak their truth as often as they can and just resonate. And also communicate with people in the community as well, because as we kind of touched on, mate, I know we did speak about it, it's a product and environment, right? But if you're surrounded by people who are at the same point in their journey, just ahead of you or just slightly behind you, and you start to grow together, you just build this kind of bond, you start networking with each other, and that becomes a lot more powerful than, say, somebody you've been pals with for 10 years that you just go to a with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's a standards thing, yeah. but it's held to a standard. No, mate, yes. that's, honestly, it's mega. And it's it's clear that you're obviously very passionate about it and why. Now, something I've been doing on these episodes, we'll continue with you, is obviously, like I say, we're keeping them short and sharp. Um, and we, we'll, we'll dive in as we progress this, the podcast series and stuff, we'll go longer and longer. But something that I want to do is to get your one key fitness tip that you would give to anyone, your most valuable piece of information you give to anyone <laughs> to help their fitness journey. What's that? Quality over quantity. A lot of people focus on getting a vast amount of shit done, right? At a shit standard. So focus, like if you don't train, get into the gym three times a week with good quality. Stop focusing on a bodybuilding split. And then if your nutrition shit, learn to track first, see what you're eating. Then go into the realms of how many calories, hitting your protein and that kind of stuff, man. Too many people try and sprint before they can even walk. So my best tip is quality over quantity. Love it. And then what about your biggest bugbear in fitness? Biggest bugbear in fitness? TikTok core exercises. TikTok core exercises. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm clients that just come in and go, right, can we try this one? I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Yeah. So I know it's a bit of a random one, mate, but recently I've had a few conversations with that, so it's been at the forefront of my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's good. TikTok mate. exercises. TikTok exercises, yeah. Do you know what? It's absolutely a fair shout. Guys, um, obviously Kieran's joined me today. So what we want to do is obviously go show him some love. So Kieran, where can they find you on Instagram, mate? 
or any other. On Instagram, it is um, Kieran Ingram Fitness, and it's K I E R A N I N G R A M. Perfect. Fitness. So love it. Thanks for joining me today, mate. Um, Perfect. Thank you for having me. Guys, always leave a comment, rate it, share it to your story. Let's spread the word about these banging podcast episodes. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, And again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends.